folks, and welcome to the Ritz Report. It is Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to join me on today's podcast. Good to have you here. It's good to be here. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. If you want to get in touch with me, please send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to Ritz at RitzReport.com or check me on Twitter or the gram at RitzReport. And I'm on Getter. My name there is Alex Ritz. What are we talking about today, folks? What are we talking about today? There seems to be, and I've been watching it over the past week, there's a shift in the way that people are talking about COVID in the news. The narrative has gone from panic to, eh, we're just going to have to learn to live with it. (laughs) We're just going to have to figure it out. And that's just going to be our way forward. So we're going to look at some of that information. We're going to look at Israel has injected 500,000 of its residents with a fourth shot. A fourth shot. In New York City, we have a woman, 40 years old, Asian, pushed in front of a subway by an insane person who claims he's God. How's the uh, new mayor dealing with that uh, and other event items that are coming out of New York? And finally, uh, COVID cases of the world over. Folks, COVID is our, and I was actually thinking about this last week, COVID is our Normandy Beach, right? Uh, But I think about it as I think about those young men who stormed the beaches of Normandy and they jumped out of those airplanes and landed behind enemy lines. Those guys were anywhere from, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old all the way up to what, 40 probably. You probably had some older guys in there. Some of the officers, uh, some of the senior enlisted men were probably older. But I think about those men and their the risk that they were walking into almost certain death, right? If you're on those, you're on those landing crafts coming into Normandy beach, um, in, in into Normandy on one of those beaches. I mean, what, what, what are the chances that those German pillboxes, when those doors drop, what are the chances that everybody in that landing craft is just going to get cut in half with MG 42 fire from the pillboxes though? I mean, think about, I mean, it's almost thinking about it. Like if you're riding in, you almost feel like it's certain death, right? And these guys went and did that, right? Absolutely. That's what they had to do. They stood up and they did it. Now we have a virus that has over a 99% survivability rate and people are hiding in their homes. I just think about the difference, the difference in terms of the mentality of the people of that generation versus the people of this generation, especially the young men. Like I walk around Manhattan and I see 20 somethings, two masks. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And what kind of a message are you sending? It's incredible. Anyway, the, like I said, the narrative on COVID, I think has definitely shifted. I think it has definitely shifted. And I actually picked up this phone call. There was a website that had a, what they claim was a phone call between a woman in the UK and her doctor. Uh, and but I won't tell you about it. Just let's go ahead and listen to it together and then we'll talk about it on the other side. You think I shouldn't have any more vaccines then? If you ask me, this is this would be my advice. Okay. But, yeah. okay. And is that just because you don't think any like anyone should have that vaccine at a young age or is that because you medically I shouldn't have it because of my because head? medically, medically... I mean, there is very much, as I said to you, there is a lot of information coming up now, which was not available earlier. And very soon, all of the vaccines will be completely stopped. Oh, okay. This is information that 
it's just really come up. It's you won't hear it on TV for a while probably because oh, it's a long story. But um, you can hear the woman on the phone, <laughs> the uh, the patient here talking to the doctor. She's dumbfounded when she hears the doctor say that all the vaccines are going to be stopped. They're just going to be stopped. Let's listen to the rest of the clip. Okay. Very soon we'll stop all of these vaccines, which people don't know, but uh, they are not. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Then they go on talking about the fact that the woman has a headache and, you know, what should she do about that? And then later on in the call, the caller says this to the doctor. Sorry, could I just ask you? So my sister's actually due to go and get her booster tomorrow. She's only 22. No, so should I say... Please, no, absolutely not. Okay. That's not needed. Please, no. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll tell her. Thank you. Please, no. Absolutely not. Please, no. Don't do it. What what are these people seeing? What are they... What is the information that's coming out that is... If if, if this call is real, and I have no, no doubt that it is, based on... I, I didn't play the whole conversation, but if you want to look for it, it's online. And you can tell that this woman's a doctor, that, that this, uh, this woman is speaking to a te- telemedicine person to get some help because she doesn't feel well. One of the things that they might that they might have realized is that it appears, based on the data that's coming out of uh, the UK, that not only are these vaccines failing, but the efficacy of the vaccine is going negative in a big way. So anybody who's got the vaccine or got the booster actually has a way more uh, significant chance of becoming infected. And there was a post on a newsletter on Substack, and I'll link to this in the show notes. And the author writes vaccine failure across the board. And he talks about relative risk reduction for the COVID-19 infection after vaccination in England. And he has a chart here of relative risk reduction. So, you know, when when we were first sold these things from Fauci and these other clowns, all we ever heard about was the relative risk reduction, which we probably shouldn't use, right? We should use absolute risk reduction, but they're using relative. So we use relative. So we heard, you know, 99%, 98%. We heard all those numbers for months. That's all they ever told us. So the relative risk reduction now coming out of the data that's in England is negative, it is negative. So just some of these, and like I said, I'll, I will link to this and it's on my Instagram. If you go to Instagram and follow me at Ritz Report, you can see this there. But like ages 30 through 39, it's a 130, negative 130 efficacy, negative 130. 40 through 49, it's negative 145. Like serious negative numbers coming out of England. So that's why I start to wonder to myself, like the narrative shifted in a week, like crazy, right? On a website called express.co.uk, one of the news sites over there. The title of this piece, end of COVID exclamation point, all restrictions in England will be scrapped within days. End of COVID. And what they're saying in here is that the UK is signaling to end all COVID-19 restrictions. By the end of the month, everything's going to be gone. No more mass mandates, no more social distancing, no more nothing. We're finished. We're done. We're done. We're done. No more shots. And this, these kinds of stories are, are popping up all over the place. 
uh, in the Atlantic, Omicron is the beginning of the end. So, and you start seeing pieces everywhere. We're just going to have to live with it. That's it. We're just going to live with it. Another, another website, no, no venite virologist. Omicron is the end of the pandemic. This is all in the last week, folks, the telegraph Omicron variant, maybe a live COVID vaccine. So this, this strand is the COVID vaccine that we've been waiting for. Not the actual vaccine that they created that they made, you know, whatever it is, $36 billion off of, but this Omicron is actually the vaccine. And then you have a lot of doctors that are saying, where did this Omicron thing come from? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like they look at it. One guy posts on Twitter, Dr. B, he writes 36 discontinuous changes that are likely independent events. Only one of them is silent. The rest changes are amino acids. See the attacks attached pictures. And he write and he, he writes another uh, thing here on the thread. I have redone the alignment and counting up of the mutations, and it's even weirder than I thought at first. So out of nowhere, they're saying that this thing just dropped in our lap, and it absolutely does not look like it was a uh, a natural evolution of the virus. Reuters, J.P. Morgan says 2020 will be a full global recovery. Hey, listen, I am all for, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I am all for a full global recovery. I'm all for getting out of all of this nonsense that we've been dealing with for the last two years, but it's bizarro world that this all happened in the last week. Like when I spoke to you last week, it was the opposite of this. There was that Jordan Shocktail piece that I never got to where he, where he spoke about the fact that, that, um, even though the people all around the world were wrong, they were never going to admit this. They were just going to continue on with this lie, with this, you know, everybody has to get shots. Everybody has to continue to do social distancing and masking and all this other nonsense. And a week later, we're like 180 degrees in a different direction. And it's, it is coordinated. I mean, there's news pieces all over the place saying that we just have to learn to live with this. We're just going to have to live with it. It's just going to be okay. We'll live with it. It's like, it's like a cold. It's like the flu. Remember when this whole thing started and anybody said, this is like the flu? Oh my God. You would think <laughs> that person need to be like strung up and burned at the stake. If you said this was like the flu, you want people to die. That's all, that, 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 that's all you heard. But yeah, maybe one of the reasons is that they're seeing negative efficacy with these vaccines like crazy. And just today out of the, uh, out of Israel, this was in the times of Israel, Israel's trial, the world's first finds the fourth dose folks, the fourth dose. This is four shots of an experimental drug into people's arms in one year, four shots. And I, 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 this is, this is, this is what I ask people to think about all the time, right? If, if there are people actually still out there thinking about getting this vaccine, what I would ask them to think about is, what is the social contract? If you get this vaccine, you're good for how long? Is it guarantee your job for a year? Does it guarantee your job for six months? What does it give, what, what does it give you? And if your employer, even after the OSHA mandate has been struck down, is going to require that you get this, maybe you say to them, listen, I would like a physical now, to do a baseline of my health. And then if I have issues with my health based on the fact that you are requiring me to get this vaccine, then it's on you. If I have issues, then you're on the hook for whatever goes wrong here. Because left to my own devices, I wouldn't get it. 
But again, what is the social contract? Don't just line up and get a shot. And I'm sure, listen, anybody who hasn't gotten a shot at this point, I don't think is, is a uh, gung ho to get a shot, but there are still like, even in New, in New York, I read a couple of days ago, like 10,000 people in the last week or something had gotten the shot. So there are still people that are being manipulated and pushed into doing this. But I would ask them, what is the social contract? So Israel, fourth shot, fourth shot, nearly a month. This is from the piece, nearly a month after Sheba Medical Center launched a landmark study to test the efficacy of a fourth COVID shot. The hospital said Monday that the fourth booster shot was only partially effective in protecting against Omicron. The vaccine, which was very effective against previous strains, is less effective against the Omicron strain. Professor Yoki, a lead researcher at the experiment, said, uh, the bottom line is that the vaccine is excellent against Alpha and Delta. For Omicron, it's not so good. She says that uh, it's still probably a good idea to give the fourth shot to those at higher risk. Meanwhile, again, we've spoken about this before. There is no, no testing whatsoever that has been done. Three shots, four shots, none of it right? None of it. All we have is the trial from Pfizer where they did the two-shot regime. Six months out, we saw the absolute risk reduction was less than 1%. Was less than 1%. And the thing that's interesting, right, is now people are talking about the fact that all-cause mortality in 2021 was up by some 40% in certain cities. I would ask this question, right? Because they pin a lot of deaths on people who they claim are unvaccinated. But when they, when they report the data, one of the things that's interesting about the way that they classify vaccination, and I don't know if you know this, I'm sorry, that when you have to get a two shot regimen, after you get that first shot, first shot, in between that first and second shot, you are not considered vaccinated. You're considered unvaccinated. So let's say you have an adverse reaction to, to whatever is in these shots and you die. You are classified as an unvaccinated person. If after you get your second shot, you're not considered fully vaccinated until 14 days after that shot. Although, again, fully vaccinated no longer exists, right? Now we're just going to say, are you up to date? But whatever, let's use the terminology from when this whole thing was going on. So... They have to wait 14 days after the second shot to consider you fully vaccinated. So if, if after the second shot, you have an adverse reaction and some horrible outcome, which I think is where most people had issues, was after the second shot. Most people didn't seem to have an issue with the first. It was always the second. So if you die within that 14-day window after the second shot, you're still classified as unvaccinated. You're still classified as unvaccinated. And I think what you would find, and I don't know whether this data is even recorded, because if you don't want to know things, you don't record the data. I, don't, I, I would wonder how many people had some kind of adverse reaction or potentially death within that month window where they were taking these shots before they were considered, quote unquote, vaccinated. But yeah, 500,000 people in Israel and they have the fourth shot. They're saying that it's not enough. They're saying, I mean, are they going to go with a fifth? <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, I think to myself, if you honestly are lining up, if you're sitting down for a third and a fourth and a fifth shot within 
within a year, within just just over a year, I don't, I'm not sure exactly when these things rolled out, there, I, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your head where you can't think critically to say, you know what? Something's not right here. Something's not right here. Obviously, something is not working the way that it was designed to work. And then the Pfizer CEO comes out and says, like we talked about last week, two shots, not effective. No effect, if any, against Omicron. Well, wait a minute. I thought it was two shots and we were done. So a leading Israeli immunologist slammed the Israeli Ministry of Health for all of their COVID policies. So this is what I mean when like when I say the narrative is changing. So here you have a guy in Israel who's now standing up and saying, what's happening here is wrong. What we're doing here is wrong. Uh, and it's actually a really powerful piece that he wrote. So I'm going to read it here. It's, it's a little long, but bear with me because this is the kind of thing that we need to see. We need to see doctors, more doctors standing up and saying, there's something not right here. Something's going, something's going very wrong. So he writes, and this gentleman's name is Professor Udi Quimran, Faculty of Medicine, Tel Aviv University. He writes, in the end, the truth will always be revealed, and the truth about the coronavirus policy is beginning to be revealed. When the destructive concepts collapse one by one, there is nothing left but to tell the experts who led the management of the pandemic, we told you so. Two years late, you finally realize that this respiratory virus cannot be defeated and that any such attempt is doomed to fail. You do not admit it because you have admitted almost no mistake in the last two years, but in retrospect, it's clear that you have failed miserably in all of, almost all of your actions, and even the media is now having a hard time covering your shame. You refuse to admit that the infection comes in waves that fade by themselves despite years of observation and scientific knowledge. You insisted on attributing every decline in your waves solely to your own actions and through false propaganda that you overcame the plague and again you defeated it and again and again and again you refuse to admit that mass testing is ineffective despite your own contingency plans explicitly stating so. You refuse to admit the recovery is more protective than a vaccine despite previous knowledge and observations showing them that non-recovered vaccinated people are more likely to be infected than recovered people. You refuse to admit that the vaccine, that, I'm sorry, that the vaccinated are contagious despite the observations. Based on this, you hope to achieve herd immunity by vaccination, and you failed at that as well. You insisted on ignoring the fact that the disease is dozen times more dangerous for risk groups and older adults than for younger people who are not in risk groups, despite the knowledge that came from China as early as 2020. You refuse to adopt the Great Barrington Declaration signed by more than 60,000 scientists and medical professionals and other common sense programs. You choose to ridicule, slander, discredit, and distort what they say. Instead of the right programs and people, you have chosen professionals who lack relevant training for pandemic management. You've chosen physicists as chief government advisors, veterinarians, security officers, media personnel, and so on. You have not set up an effective system for reporting side effects of the vaccines and reports on side effects have even been deleted from your own Facebook page. 
Doctors avoid linking to side effects to the vaccine, lest you persecute them, as you did with some of their colleagues. You have ignored many reports of changes in menstrual intensity and menstrual cycle times. You hid data that allowed for objective and proper research. For example, you removed the data on passengers at Ben Gurion Airport. Instead, you chose to publish non-objective articles together with senior Pfizer executives on the effectiveness and safety of vaccines. And if you remember early on, all we heard was safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. He continues, irreversible damage to trust. However, from the heights of your hubris, you have also ignored the fact in the end that the truth shall be revealed. And it begins to be revealed. The truth is that you have brought the public's trust in you to an unprecedented low and you have eroded your status as a source of authority. The truth is that you have burned hundreds of billions of shekels to no avail for publishing intimidation, for ineffective tests, for destructive lockdowns and destructing the routine of life in the last two years. You have destroyed the education of our children and their future and you have made children feel guilty, scared. You have made children feel guilty, scared, smoke, drink, get addicted, drop out and quarrel as school principals around the country can attest. You have harmed livelihoods, the, econ- the economy, human rights, mental health, and physical health. You slandered colleagues who did not surrender to you. You turned those people against each other, divided society, and polarized the discourse. You branded, without any scientific basis, people who chose not to get vaccinated as enemies of the public and spreaders of disease. You promote, in an unprecedented way, a draconian policy of discrimination, denial of rights and selection of people, including children, for their medical choice, a selection that lacks any epidemiological justification. When you compare the destructive policies you are pursuing with the same policies of some other countries, you can clearly see that the destruction you have caused has only added to victims beyond the ones that were vulnerable to the virus. The economy you ruined, the unemployment you caused, the children's education you destroyed, and the surplus victims as a result of your own actions only. There is currently no medical emergency, but you have been cultivating such a condition for two years now because of your lust for power, budgets, and control. The only emergency now is that you still set policies or hold huge budgets for the propaganda and psychological engineering instead of directing them to straighten out the healthcare system. This emergency must stop. Professor Udi Kwamran, Faculty of Medicine, Tel Aviv University. Incredible, right? Finally, finally, we're getting some qualified people that are standing up and saying, enough, enough with what's going on. We have hurt enough people. We have killed enough people. And he mentions in here, you know, the lack of credibility for the organizations within Israel. Think about here in the United States, right? Think about the CDC, the NIH, the NIAID, all of these organizations. Everybody now knows more about how corrupt these organizations are than we ever would have known. And apparently this rot is so bad and so deep that it put us into this disaster. And now we all see it for what it is. It is, a, it is a horror show. It is a horror show. The fact that we have Anthony Fauci on TV every day shilling for the pharmaceutical industry. We are literally not a narco state, but a pharma, pharma state. This country is run by the pharmaceutical companies. 
They have control over everything. And when it is not in their financial interests, they destroy whatever is not in their financial interests. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, cheap and effective. Cheap and effective early treatments for this disease. And they had a coordinated smear campaign to destroy all of it, to make sure that the American people thought that it was all um, dangerous stuff, that they, they couldn't take it. Then when doctors noticed that it actually worked and you started to see people uh, getting prescriptions for the stuff and getting it filled, they jumped into action to work with Walgreens and to work with CVS and the other large uh, organizations that give out these drugs and shut it down so that pharmacists wouldn't fill, wouldn't fill prescriptions. Since when does a pharmacist get to choose what prescription he fills and what he doesn't? Since when does a pharmacist have the right to say, oh, you know what, for your, for your own good, I'm not going to give you ivermectin, which has been prescribed billions of times across the world and doesn't hurt anyone. Oh, but by the way, I'll give you a hundred oxy if you want them. I'll give you a thousand oxy. How many times did those same pharmacists who claim to be on their high horse now for morality and saving people, how many did they save from, from opioid addiction? Or how much did they help in the opioid addiction? There are so many, there are so many pieces here, so many pieces of American society that have been laid raw that are, that are just putrid festering hell holes run by the likes of Tony Fauci. And if this whole thing now is coming to an end, we need to figure out who's going to jail because somebody has to hang on the hook for this. What has been done to the country and to the world for the past two years, this is completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. They're not just going to walk off into the sunset as though everything is fine and they're heroes and they saved everybody when this was of their making. Insane. Insane. So I do think it's coming to an end. I do think that the, uh, based on what I see in the narrative, and the, we have to be careful, right? Because they've changed the narrative so many times and they were whiplashed with all this nonsense. But it looks to me, based on what they're seeing with the negative efficacy rate coming out of these countries, that they need to start backing off. And they need to start getting out of this. And I... Part of me feels like they're going to try to claim victory, like they actually did it, like yay for us, and start high-fiving each other. Time will tell. Time will tell. I'll be uh, happy to tell you, that those of you who don't follow New York politics, that um, the worst, the absolute worst. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. The worst mayor ever to uh, run New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio. Are you kidding? <laughs> he's not going to run for governor in New York. Thank God. Thank God. He's decided not to run, um, which I mean, I don't know how he ever thought he would have ever have a chance of winning, but it is New York. Uh, so he put it on Twitter this morning. I'm not going to be running for the governor of New York state, but I am going to devote every fiber of my being to fighting inequality in the state of New York. Yeah. Great bill. Cause you did such a great job in New York city. Then why wouldn't you want to bring all that awesome expertise, <laughs> all that awesome expertise to the state of New York. You know what time it is, folks. Oh, hi. It's time for the woke word of the day. Ah, the woke word of the day is dead name. Ah, 
Oh, what's my name again? Oh, oh right, I'm Chad. <laughs> I'm Chad. I'm, I'm your I'm your beta male here at the Ritz Report. So the word today is dead name. Ah. And the definition is when you ease, I'm sorry, when you erase a trans body by referring to them by the given name. But I'm, I'm going to start over because I'm partially retarded and can't speak. <laughs> Even though I shouldn't say the word retarded, dead name. When you erase a trans body by referring to them by their name given to them at birth, this is basically the same as murder. If you do it by accident, it's just manslaughter, though. (laughs) Ah, dead naming. Dead naming. Don't ever dead name anyone. They might get very upset and bitter. And last but not least, of course, Hero of the you're trying your breast, but it never feels like My enough. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other by Look, um, one, one, one of the things that, um, uh, um, that mm-hmm. yep. I think is really important Go, Joe. is that uh, we somehow <laughs> put that back on. There's somehow that we're in a situation where we... Uh, um, we, we work together. President United States. We choose truth over facts. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Come Look, on, here's man. The lives, it's just, it's, I mean, think about think it. Think about it. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, there you have it, folks. There you have it. Joe Biden. Thanks, Joe. Good to see you. Good to see you. And that's going to do it for me, folks, today, uh, Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for joining me. Watch the narrative in the news. Watch the narrative. It's shifting. It's shifting. Hopefully, we'll be uh, out of this mess soon and back onto some some smooth sailing on some um, fine seas where we're not being thrown around in this pressure cooker, all this nonsense with COVID. Uh, Please reach out to me. Send me notes of adoration and love. Oh, wait. I actually, before we get out of here, I had one email from a guy, Rick, in Houston, and he asks, you mentioned in one of the shows that you were in the Marine Corps. When did you serve and what did you do? I served from 1991 to 1997, so six years. I did two years active for reserve, uh, and I was an 0121, which was uh, administration. So I worked like in an office, but, uh, like everybody says, you know, when you're a, uh, first thing you are in the Marine Corps is a rifleman. So that's the first thing that, you know, we have training on and everything else. And you still go through the same boot camp, and you still go through Marine or it was, it was called MCT at the time, Marine combat training. Um, now I think they call it the crucible. Uh, but yeah, that's what it was 91 to 97. And I will say I, um, looking back at it today, it was probably the best decision I ever made. If I had to do it over again, I would absolutely do it over again. It was awesome. 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 Um, it was a great experience just meeting lots of great people and you get a whole new appreciation for, uh, your freedom and you learn a lot about the history of the Marine Corps. So anyway, I'm out of here. Send me notes of adoration and love. Ritz at Ritz Report. Check me out on the Twitter or Graham at Ritz Report and Getter. I am Alex Ritz. And please, folks, please share the show uh, with somebody. Just use that little share button on your podcast player. Uh, send it over to a friend of yours and say, hey, check this guy out. I think you're going to like what he has to say. And please give me a rating wherever you listen, whether it be on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, wherever it is, just, uh, you know, if you can give me a rating, five stars, four, three, if you think it's crap, two, (laughs) Uh, that's always, always helpful. Thanks for joining me. 
Thanks for being here where we are. Uh, the goal here is just to make sense of the world, right? We're trying to make all the things make sense because when you live in a world where they're reassigning the gender of a plastic potato, we got to stick together, right? The ones who have critical thought ability, we got to stick together. So I will see you back here on Thursday. Thanks again. And until next time, let's go, Brandon. Brandon.